1: welcome to the hearts entwined podcast this is your host lynn smith the queen of hearts and today listeners we're going to be called talking about codependent relationships and i've got a real great expert around this topic her name is michelle Ferris, and she's a psychotherapist and i would love to you for you to welcome our guest michelle
2: mm-hmm. thanks so much for having me i really appreciate being on your show it's my pleasure
1: So um, codependent relationships, Michelle, did you get into this particular niche from your own personal experiences by any chance or or did it just sort of Mm -hmm. find you?
2: No, I definitely did. Uh, I always knew my friendships were a bit (laughs) one-sided and I was pretty needy uh, growing up, especially in my teens and early 20s. And so when I became a therapist, it really resonated for me Uh, because I had already started doing the work and it's just you know so common because codependency is like a tree with many branches I say this a lot it can impact everything which is why it's not something you can recover from quickly it's definitely a you know journey and one day at a time you will recover but there but there's a lot to unpack
1: definitely and it's it doesn't just necessarily um, start in adulthood does it it can actually start in our childhood
2: Oh yeah, codependency often starts in childhood as a reaction to parents who weren't uh, emotionally or physically present or there was neglect or abuse uh, because the the child needs to find a way to matter. And so codependent behaviors like people pleasing, ignoring your feelings, uh, trying to be quiet and be the chameleon where you change your personality depending on who you're with to stay safe all of those behaviors as children help us cope, but in adulthood really cause havoc and pain in our relationships. So it's really important to be able to identify what codependency looks like for you if you're looking at that right now.
1: And what, what sort of other behaviors as an adult do um, you recognize from clients who come to you that, that mm-hmm. make it obvious to you that they're in a codependent relationship?
2: Well, the first sign is probably that they are putting everyone else's needs ahead of their own, which causes them to really not know what they want or need in relationship because they're so focused on taking care of or rescuing or controlling other people that they really don't know who they are. And so their locus of control is really based outside of them. So they need to seek outside approval. They need other people to complete them. Uh, they don't really have a strong sense of self. Boundaries are difficult uh, because they don't want to upset someone. Uh, usually this goes back to childhood where there was a lot of abuse or conflict and and the child learned growing up that it wasn't okay to have feelings. It wasn't okay to be upset. So they buried it. So in adulthood, uh, most codependent people don't feel comfortable doing conflict and that's how they become a really good people pleaser because they know what people want because they've learned to pay attention from childhood to gauge the emotional temperature of the room so that they can stay safe. So actually that's a really important strength, but the problem is is when it's overused, we tend to personalize everything and think everything is about us if anybody has a feeling and that's where we get into trouble
1: absolutely I can resonate with um you know being one of those children myself and um you know having to sort of live in an environment where I was seen but not heard and didn't feel I had a voice yeah
2: yeah for sure
1: yeah and um yeah so yeah I've been through all that (laughs) myself and can resonate Mm. completely and um you know to the extent where I recognized I was looking for that external validation but it does start with the self and going inwards, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, and I think that's the hard part is, I know when I started my codependency recovery in my early 20s, I thought it was about improving my relationships. I had no desire to have a relationship with myself. That seemed like completely foreign because I was so addicted to the attention and the connection because I was so deprived of it. Uh, And that's where, you know, if I had known what I know now and in the materials I've created now, it's like, oh man, (laughs) I would have had such a head start. But that's what I want to give other people is, you know, the first step or a really big step in recovery is you have to be able to befriend yourself and to start tolerating time alone and enjoying your own company and starting to see who you are and like yourself and forgive yourself because that is going to help decrease the unhealthy dependency on others
1: yeah and and viewing a relationship as complementing you rather than completing you
2: right right and that's hard because society i mean look at all our movies and our songs they're all about you complete me so it really goes against the grain to do this work even though i i feel like mental health issues have really become into the forefront since covid so people are a lot more aware thank god
1: yeah Uh, and i think to be honest with you as humans we're all fallible and we could all probably I suppose label ourselves as having mental health issues it's just be you know that sure. some have um naturally learned coping and managing mechanisms others um learn it as they you know become more aware and and get curious mm-hmm. and, and seek self-help and others go through a whole lifetime of never knowing how to cope and manage their feelings and emotions right.
2: Yeah, well, that, that brings up a good point that most people who are codependent don't seek recovery unless they hit an emotional bottom where they like maybe a relationship is threatening to end. That's a big uh, impetus for a codependent person to seek treatment uh, or they're trying to control you know, someone's addiction or someone's behavior or they're in a narcissistic relationship that's really toxic and they can't stand it anymore because they're constantly being gaslit. Uh, but you know the bottom isn't easy we don't we don't you know it's funny because people think well gosh if you're in that toxic of a relationship why don't you just leave but it's not that simple because as codependents we we need that connection to feel like we're worthy and without it we feel like we're going to die so it's not as simple as you know just leave the relationship.
1: That's so true because and quite often we make excuses for you know if our partner is using or being um, in a situation where they are giving us unacceptable behavior, we make excuses, don't we, for that behavior and and believe them when they say it's not going to happen again and and easy to forgive. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. And recognizing that as part of the recovery too, is to realize that, okay, someone may say they're sorry, but if they can't follow it up with, changing their behavior and being accountable for their behavior you're not going to get any improvement or healing out of that relationship
1: absolutely true and it wears you down over time even if that behavior isn't necessarily extreme you know people are stuck in toxic relationships which are extreme but even if that behavior is something that's just a repeated bad habit um you know just because they might just have a short fuse for example where they get irritable um you know and but over time that can really wear, wear you down and knock your, your own self-esteem can't it
2: oh for sure I, I think low self-esteem is a huge issue for people struggling with codependency because they don't know how to esteem themselves and they don't typically come from backgrounds that have taught them healthy self-esteem they instead you know the idea that self-esteem is arrogant or self-centered don't think about yourself Versus, well, no, healthy self-esteem is, I'm equal to you. I'm not better than, I'm not less than, I'm enough. Mistakes and all. And that's really the goal. Because, you know, we can't go into recovery expecting that we're going to be perfect. And that's the other uh, pitfall that most codependents can struggle with, is that they think, oh my gosh, I have to be perfect in order to be loved. And that's just you know, that's a painful lesson, but it's really not true, because it just sets us up to crash emotionally and physically, and sometimes even get sick.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the sickness probably comes from um, suppressing how we feel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And that that stress that's caused on the body can can create ill health, can't it? Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, and that can be the bottom for some people as they come in because they're having stomach aches or headaches or they never feel well because they, they don't realize, like you said, they're stuffing their emotions and those emotions have to go somewhere and they often manifest that stress or anxiety or depression.
1: Yeah, and it can be so um, debilitating to constantly live uh, and not even properly sometimes be aware of it with that right. internal resentment <laughs> towards our partner. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, see, that's, I I love that you mentioned resentment because that's exactly what happens when you're codependent is you suck it all up. You look good. You please other people. you negate your own wants and needs. And as a result, you end up stewing with lots of hidden resentment because how could you not? That hurt has to go somewhere. And then it sometimes ends up leaking out in sarcasm or indirect comments that are hurtful that make us feel horrible afterwards, but we can't Help it because if we're not willing to admit that we're hurt in the moment, that hurt will become indirectly destructive.
1: Yeah, and uh, like you said, it can either be suppressed and cause uh, ill health, or it can manifest itself in us lashing out. The, right. You know, whether it's using, like you say, sarcasm or other words that that hurt others.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Sounds I like mean, you know a fair amount about this. I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> as i say I, I can put my hand up and admit that i've been one of those people that have been through it and uh recovered <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, that's wonderful it. yeah good so, for you yeah and, and I, I i think it's okay you know to to acknowledge that we we've been there we've done that and if you're currently somebody listening that that's recognizing that you are somebody that that's a people pleaser, and somebody that has codependent tendencies, then, you know, know that it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility now that you're becoming aware to change things in the future if you want healthy relationships going forward.
2: Oh, yeah. And there's so much relief out there. Uh, Often, I recommend checking out Al-Anon or CODA, which are both 12-step programs for that deal with codependency. One deals more with addiction and the family disease of addiction and codependency being part of that and the other is straight codependency but you know to have that support that is very targeted to codependency is super critical in a successful recovery.
1: 100% agree and um I, I wanted to sort of ask you um about self-love because it's not selfish is it to be be wanting to have your own needs met and love yourself so where do you start with people that struggle with sort of looking in the mirror and acknowledging or trying to say to themselves they love themselves when actually everything about them internally Mm -hmm. is saying that that, that's not true they don't believe it yeah
2: well there's two ways you can start you can either start with what do you like about yourself right And this could be taking compliments you've received from other people that you believe or things you're proud of in your life. But if it's so big, the negativity is so big, those negative messages and negative self-talk, then I would start with, okay, what is getting in the way for you? And that's part of the reason why I created my self-trust journal, because sometimes what impacts our self-esteem is the things we can't forgive ourselves for. And there needs to be some movement and healing around forgiving yourself because we've all made mistakes. And finding those reasons why you don't like yourself is really important because, you know, sometimes our behavior in the present isn't something we're proud of because we're not living by our values. And that doesn't mean we're bad people. It just means that that may be your next logical starting spot is, okay, what are those behaviors like if you're addicted to something or if you're not treating people well, or you're hurting yourself. Like what are those starting behaviors that you need to change and possibly seek therapy for so that you can start to love and forgive yourself? Because there are reasons we feel that way. We just have to uncover what they are.
1: Absolutely. And um, I think it's so important as well within that to learn about what healthy boundaries are. So how do you go about Mm. teaching women You know, what are healthy boundaries and and what is it that they need to put Uh. in place to to have healthy relationships going forward?
2: Oh, I love that. So my definition of boundaries is basically that it's limits you set for yourself that determine what you're going to participate in and when you're going to remove yourself. They have to be about you in order to work, because if my boundary is an ultimatum, I'm going to leave you if you stop drinking, if you don't stop drinking. Right. That's not a boundary I can enforce. No, but, but I can say to someone, I need to let you know that if you decide to continue drinking, I'm going to leave. That's my boundary because ultimately I can control leaving. I can't control whether or not they get sober, but I have to, in boundaries for me, I have to find what I have control over. And that's always my own behavior, right? Because even if somebody mistreats me, I can't make them stop, but I can leave the room I can say that's not okay. I can spend less time with them. I can choose to end the relationship if it's that bad. And all of those are things I can control. So I think part of what the challenge is in codependency is that we've been so other focused that sometimes we don't even know what we want or need. So boundaries are really a myth. We have no idea what the starting point is, but that's why it's funny. I just did a video on three ways to recognize your boundaries on my YouTube channel because we have to know what our boundaries are and what's important to us and you know one of the things i talked about is like i've never been one to hang out in bars because that's not my thing that never has been my thing so if i mm. met someone and they wanted to hang out with the at the bar all the time because they drank a lot i wouldn't be very close to them because that's not who i am if they were in a 12 step meeting i might be more likely to be hmm we have something pretty major in common that's a huge value for me to do personal growth but that's my value and that's why boundaries are so um interchangeable from person to person because it depends on what's really important to you does that make sense
1: it absolutely does and do you know what i found when i actually did put healthy boundaries in place is that you get more respect you know i mean you can often think yeah. to yourself if you've always been a people pleaser that you you, you, you sort of uh, don't want to have conflict you, you don't want to rock the boat you don't right. want to say anything that that might cause uh, a, a, a negative reaction. But what I actually found was, even if it did cause a negative reaction, my partner would actually you know, say later on, you know what, I, I really respected you for saying that. And I thought- is you know that what, interesting? Clearly,
2: yeah. yeah. Good on you girl. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's that fear, right? False evidence appearing real. What are they gonna say? Are they gonna get mad at me? And a lot of that stuff ends up not being true. Unless you're with someone who's narcissistic, then it's absolutely true and you need more help to navigate that.
1: Absolutely. But what I'm, as I say, it's a bit, what's been my surprise and learning was don't be afraid to rock the boat. You yep. know, e- even if you do get a negative response, just know when they right. have time to, you know, think about it, you'll earn far more respect by, you yeah. know, establishing your boundary than if you become a doormat and allow them to feel it's okay to do what they're doing because you've not said anything.
2: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And I think that's where it takes the codependent person tremendous courage to be willing to try that and get to the other side because you're right. I think most of the time with people that love us and support us, they are gonna be respectful because they want us to feel better. And I love that you had that experience because that is why people need to set boundaries because it does improve the quality of your relationships.
1: It certainly does, and it 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 does a lot for your own self worth and self esteem, and um, you know, knowing that you will you do deserve better.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think boundaries make such a huge difference. I remember when I God I used to say yes to everything and feel so resentful, and now. If somebody asks me to do something that I don't want to do, I just say, no, thanks. And I don't feel guilty at all because I know that if I end up doing it, I'm not going to do it well anyway, because I don't want to do it. And we only have 24 hours in a day and people are busy. And I think we have a right to choose where we spend our time, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think it's very powerful to understand and honor your no.
1: Yeah, because otherwise life just gets exhausting, isn't it? If you just take
2: on everybody's wants and
1: needs and you're the last (laughs) person on the list.
2: Well, right, because they benefit, but you're miserable and that's no way to live. And, you know, oftentimes when we're doing that, other people have no idea because we've never spoken up and said, you know, I really don't want to do this. I don't want to be in this volunteer position. I don't want to be the PTA mom anymore, whatever it is. It's like, it's okay to just say, you know, this isn't working for me anymore. I need to pivot. You know, that's where I think our joy is, is to really be able to set boundaries enough to get some time back and choose how we want to spend it.
1: Absolutely. And um, more me time and self-love time is is definitely time well spent, isn't it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, that's for sure. And don't worry
1: about being single. You know, that it, it's healthy. It's a healthy time to work on self and actually start practicing these healthier traits, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and yet I think that's where the support comes in the most is when people who are who are struggling with codependency aren't in a primary relationship, they're definitely gonna need more support and connection because otherwise they're gonna likely look for that next person and not be as discerning and not maybe recognize the red flags because they're starving emotionally. So if, you know, if you are single right now, get the support you need, whether it's 12 step, whether it's therapy, whether it's creating your own group with friends that you follow a codependency book, something where you're connected for your healing, because that's going to help you not slip into another toxic relationship.
1: Yeah, because I think, unfortunately, we quite often repeat the same patterns, don't we, and attract the same person with a different face when we get bad habits.
2: Yeah, well, that's where befriending yourself comes in, because if you can create that more solid sense of self, you're not going to need a partner. You're going to want love and connection, everyone does, but you're going to be able to take the time it takes to find someone healthier because you're becoming healthier, we can't really expect someone else to be healthy if we're still practicing a lot of codependent behaviors because we're not going to attract someone healthy. We're going to think they're boring.
1: That's true. hundred percent agree with that. So, I mean, I feel that, um, you know, for me, it's been great when I've been going through a single phase because it's allowed me to work on myself. It's allowed me Mm -hmm. to, you know, raise my, energy raise my vibration and attract better quality relationships Mm. just in a partner but in other relationships outside of romance
2: yep oh i love that absolutely and that takes a lot of patience and courage and integrity to do that work so good for you i love that i love hearing that
1: so what would your advice be um michelle in relation to you know if you've got somebody who's actually listening to this right now that that recognizes that they are a codependent person and have been in codependent mm-hmm. relationships either previously or currently. What what advice mm-hmm. would, would you give them in terms of what, what's the starting point?
2: Well, I think identifying what your codependency looks like for you because there are so many symptoms. And checking out Alan on our coda, honestly, because if you can get connected to a support group right away, it's going to be a lot easier for you to heal Uh, because we can't heal by reading a book by ourselves. We need other people. We need to hear stories that are like ours and hear people who have been healing for a long time so that we can get hope. So those are some initial things. Uh, I mean, there's lots of good codependency material out there. I have a workbook. Um, There's just, so many things people can do, but I think having that support and checking out Al-Anon can be a really critical step.
1: Excellent advice. So for those people that are listening that would like to connect with you, Michelle, what's your best contact information?
2: So my website is counselingrecovery.com. I have a YouTube channel with my name, Michelle Ferris, uh, LNFT, I believe for my license. And I do have some free resources on my website. I have some codependency prompts people can get started with a free, I did a really free, um, fun uh, boundaries video with another therapist called Better Boundaries. And we talk about scenarios and how boundaries apply. Uh, And then I have a codependency workbook that really walks you through how to recover. And I'm actually creating a codependency live class at the moment so we'll see how quickly i can get it done but i've had a lot of requests for it so that's going to be my next step
1: love it love it so in terms of uh, any final words of wisdom you'd like to share on this topic of codependent relationships michelle what would you like to leave the listeners with
2: you know you're exactly where you need to be You, I mean, the fact that you're even listening to this right now shows that you're willing and you're on the path and don't judge your path because, you know, it's really easy to fall into comparison and I could compare myself to someone else, but their story isn't my story. So, you know, try to give yourself credit for just being here and being open to the information because that takes a lot of courage and that will help you be more successful in your recovery.
1: I love that you said don't um, compare yourself to others because sometimes we think, oh, because we're not uh, probably in as bad a relationship as other people that we might have in our circle of right. friends, <laughs> that 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 you know perhaps we don't need to um, you know reach out and, and seek help. But you know you'll always be somebody that can relate to somebody else who's been through something similar to yourself. So right. don't think you need to necessarily have it really bad? <laughs> to be able to <laughs> reach out that's right that's right okay so Michelle this has been really insightful thank you so much for sharing your own personal stories as um, as well as your wisdom I really appreciate that
2: oh thank you so much this was lovely
1: so listeners it just leaves me to say that true love starts with opening our hearts
0: and until next time goodbye for now